Hi and welcome. You're listening to Unravel Podcast, where we unravel inspiring journeys from people around the world and discuss how to achieve our goals and dreams through personal finance, self-growth, productivity and networking. Hi everyone, my name is Eugene, the host of Unravel Podcast. And before we start, I just want to say that if you're starting off your day right now, I wish you a blessed day. And if you ended your day, I hope you had a good day. If you didn't have, just know that tomorrow is a fresh start. In today's episode, we went to interview a good friend of mine. His name is Junkyet. I had the privilege of going to his company, which is on the very high floor in the skyscraper overlooking Singapore in the middle of the night. It was a beautiful evening and we had a great conversation. Now, Junkyet is a guy that had a very troubling past. He overcame a lot of challenges growing up. And today, he's on a path of a very comfortable life, creating his success, writing his destiny, a very inspiring person. Stay tuned and listen into this podcast. Thank you for listening to our Rebel Podcast. How was the expectations of you getting into this industry compared to now when you're in this industry? Are they met? Um, I guess it's not much expectation because the truth is we never know how well we can succeed in this career. Right. We don't know how it's going to be like until we give it give it a shot. Mm. Right. I think the expectation we have is not really from others but from ourselves. Yep. Right. Because one thing for sure is that we of all of us here we have our own self limiting beliefs. Yep. And it's something that I struggle with a lot, especially before joining this industry. Right. But now that I'm here, actually I realize that sometimes like you know when you see the people around you, especially in this agency, who's mm. you know we have a lot of young student advisors, right, of like about age twenty two, twenty three, really achieving huge, um, you would say success as well. Yeah. Right? I think that this kind of you know um it got to me as well, because they set the benchmark right there. Right. And it makes you wonder whether you can achieve or not. But a lot of times, actually, anything is achievable, right? right. It's just a matter of, you just got to first believe it. Yeah. Yep. You're, you're self-employed, correct? Yep. And uh, that means that you can set your own hours. You can decide how much work you want to put into this. Uh, how do you manage to balance your uh, private life with work? Is it something that you have found a balance on or is it something that you're working on right now? I would say currently I'm still working on it because currently I do have a girlfriend of about three plus years. Mm. And the truth is sometimes she also gets upset because I'm, you know, I tend to put too much time and emphasis on work. Right. Which is completely understandable because ultimately um, I have a goal that I'm trying to achieve as well. And like I said, how well we perform here really depends on our hard work. Right. Right. It depends on the amount of time we put in. Yeah. So right now I'm just really trying to efficient, you know, be more efficient in my time. Mm. And one thing I realized is that actually sometimes you just got to, you know, set aside a fixed schedule. Right, it's precisely because we are working as a self-employed individual, what we want to have is like a corporate structure. Mm. That's what that's something I'm trying to work on as well. Right. So essentially, um, like you know, work like a work like an employee, that's what I say. Right. Right. So in this career, you wanna think like an employer, but you wanna work like an employee. Yeah. So I set aside off days as well. In this case, every Saturday that's my off day. Um, after my first half. So um half day, half day basically. <laughs> half day, yeah. I see. Saturday, I see. Sunday, half days. Okay, that's uh, impressive that you know like your strengths and your weaknesses and what to improve. Um, can you tell me about your background? What were some of the reasons why you feel like... Because you told me that you are very service-minded. Mm. Um, I know a bit of the past that you had. Do you mind sharing a bit to the listeners what actually made you grow to the person that you are today? Um, okay, there's actually a lot of places to start with. But um, I guess maybe I'll say that... Um, for myself, so growing up, I noticed that my family, especially my mom, she has been working really hard to fight for his family. Right. right to, she's a breadwinner of the family, basically. Mm. Right. And as a kid, I never really understood, like, why was she, you know, working so hard? Every now and then, she comes at home feeling grumpy and complains about, ah, like, you know, yeah, in Chinese, we call it, well, I was the son, You know, she will always say this. And I thought, like, ah, okay, fine. It's just her repeating herself again and right. again. Right. But I never understood why. 
right? It was only until towards the end of my national service that I found out that actually, now because you know, now being a grown up, I felt the need, I saw the need for me to step up as a man. Yep. Right? Being the only man of family, especially, that was a responsibility on my part. Right? So that was when I learned actually my family, like while I was growing up comfortably, um, actually my family has always been struggling financially. In fact, we're in debt. So it was for two particular reasons. First of all, um, we had poor financial planning, that's mm. for sure. And secondly, um, my dad, he used to have a sort of gambling issue, right? So um, I never understood the struggle she had to go through, right? But now looking back, I realized I saw the reason. I understood why she was working multiple jobs. Right. How she can be working maybe a full-time office job, like at 9 to maybe about 9 p.m. or so, 12 hours around there. Then once she end work, she work midnight McDonald. Right. Then the next day, she'll go back to work again and it repeats. You know, weekends, she deliver Yakult. Yeah. So growing up, you didn't really have an understanding of what's the importance of personal finance. Definitely. Then when you got into this industry, you started to see how important it is to take care of your money at home. Yep. So for myself, I saw it as a sense of responsibility on my part. And I felt like what other better way is then to manage my finance by myself. Right. Right. Because the truth is we did have a financial, we, we do have a financial advisor. Mm. But um, as much as our wealth are being well protected, but the truth is it didn't change the fact that, you know, we are still struggling financially. Right, so I think it lies with the habits. So I think one thing I learned from joining in this industry is that actually um, financial planning is not about, you know, selling a product. It's about making good financial de- decisions. Yeah. It's about developing good financial habits. So it all comes down to the daily little details. Yeah, little things in life. Yeah. So you want to start from there first before talking about the bigger things. Yeah. Yeah, I also have the philosophy that um, even if you're a business owner, whatever financial habits you have at home, will reflect on how you will run your business as well. Because businesses, now you're talking about uh, putting that on a company and you have responsibilities for employees and their families and stuff like that. So if you're a person that has good financial habits at home, then you will have that in the company as well. Yep. And it's the same thing with a family. If you have good financial habits at home, you will reflect on your children, you reflect on your grandchildren and stuff like that. You told me that your mom is the breadwinner of the family. Mm. And because of her current knowledge, maybe she did a few mistakes, Mm -hmm. right? But now here you are as a financial advisor. You're looking into this industry. This is your profession. Do you believe that for your children, you're going to create a more stable future for them? Definitely. I think one principle I always live by is um, leading by example. Right. Right. So definitely for me to, in the future, influence my kids to, you know, grow up healthily or mm. to even make good financial decisions or financial habits, right? I've, I got a first lead by example, right? So in this case, this and this is a skill that I'm acquiring as well. Right. I'm trying to apply not just to myself and my family, but also to the people that I talk to, right? Whoever I talk to, whoever I meet, if there's any way I can help, I would love to help. Mm. Yeah. Where does, it, where does this uh, attitude come from other than your uh, observing your mom that, she she had to be the breadwinner of the family and stuff like that. Where, where does your attitude come from, your hard work ethic? Because I, I can see you as a close friend. You're the person that stays latest in the office, comes in very early, and it's not a one-time thing. You're very consistent with it. Not everyone does this. So how come you have such hard work ethic? I think for myself, there's a lot of reasons, right? right. Um, it all started from when I was younger, mm. right? Because growing up, I had a very, uh, a pretty much different experience as maybe many kids, right? That um, grew up. Essentially, I didn't quite have a childhood mm. or a teenagehood, right? I lived a very different life. 
yeah, so from there, actually, um, I think it's through the tough experiences that really built me, basically. Would you mind sharing a bit of the tough experiences that you had? Yeah, sure. All right, so um, maybe I'll just start off by sharing how y'all started. Right, can. Okay, so basically, when I was a kid, um, back in primary school, right, I was like 11, 11 years old, 12 years old. Mm. Right, that was when I met this friend of mine. Um, okay, that was when I met this man, right, who's at a basketball court as well. So that's how I got to know him. So we all start from playing basketball, mm. right? And this man right here, he's a foreigner and he has always wanted to, you know, like um, he has always wanted a younger brother. Yeah, so from then, um, I think it all just started from that one basketball session to more basketball sessions and then it led to me have, like going over to his place every single day. So like um, eventually my life was, you know, my, my life was totally being consumed by him, you could say. Essentially, I was living a very restricted life. Wow, that's crazy. Everything that I do and say, it all depends on his decisions. This was not a family member of you or a childhood friend. You just randomly met this guy on the basketball court one day. Yep, yep. I mean, we had good times. We also had bad times. But right. um, I think, you know, they often say that the bad memories last longer than the good. Yep. Yeah, so I think that's my experience when I was growing up. So it got to the point where you met him every day. Would you say that he consumed uh, most of your freedom as well? Definitely, definitely. So I wasn't able to, you know, I wasn't able to live a life like how normal teenagers would, right? So um, maybe maybe many of you guys have the chance to, you know, even have meals with your friend after school, mm. or just study in library, or you know, just do just do silly stuff with your friends, right? Hanging out with them, spending time with them. I I, I didn't get any of those. Not at all. Mm, close to none, I would say. Wow. Yeah. So I had to, you know, even if I. Even if I had time like that, I had to, you know, basically lie out of it. Like, I, I had to come with excuses and, you know, try to make, leave my way out of it. Uh. How was that mentally on you as a kid? I mean, it was definitely tough, right? It got to a point by, um, I think it was a very hopeless situation. Right. right? I was, as a kid, I felt like not only was I trapped in fear, yep. I felt like I couldn't see the future. Right? I could see my life. I mean, I, kinda, I could kind of see the end to it already. Right? It's just going to be a repeated, you know, it's just going to keep repeating itself. This current lifestyle. This current lifestyle. And I, yeah, I just couldn't see a future. Right. So as a kid, I was often, uh, I'm really scared. I'm just really scared. Really fearful. Like trapped in a prison. But not exactly physically trapped as well. Right. It's mentally. Mental prison, yes. It sounds like the you and I, you, you show on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I mentioned it before as well. Right. Right. So um, I'm not sure if you guys watch you. Right. So basically, um, the main character, Joe Goldberg. Now, of course, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not trying to say that this man that I met is a very bad person. Right. right? Because definitely we had good times, like I said. And okay. he, on, on the bright side, he, he's actually a very good, you know, older brother. He took good care of me as well. Um, some might say he's grooming me to be the person that he, you know, that's, that's for him. Some might say that. But mm. I would say um, he has good traits that definitely I picked up from. Okay. Right? Ultimately, I spend most of my time with him. Right. So my good habits, my bad habits develop from him as well. Yes. Yeah. But yes, speaking of you, yes, okay, so you, the main character, Joe Goldberg in the movie, right, he's like a very decent looking guy, on, I mean, very decent man, right, right. well liked by people on yeah. the outside, right, so on the outside, he seems perfectly fine, right, a likable man, but actually deep inside, he's um, maybe not the most sane, some might say he's insane, like, right, basically a bit psychotic as well, yeah, yeah. so it's, it's a kind of like, there's the devil inside him, right, so just watching that show itself, it kind of made me feel like, it, like, it, reminded me, it reminded me of him, basically. How was it watching the show? Did it bring up a lot of emotional distress? Um, I think, yes, definitely. Um, of course, I'm not here to spoil the movie or the show. <laughs> yeah, but um, at some point of time, I felt like, you know, the victims in the movie, right. in the show, 
Yeah, I felt like I was the victim in the show because I totally understood how they felt. That's so crazy. Yeah, from maybe retaliation, like, Mm. you know, being locked up, so they retaliate, trying to fight, to a point where they start submitting, you know, doing whatever it is to pacify this, um, the, you know, the, the criminal or the kidnapper. Right. Right. So it's it's something it's a very psychological thing that yes, sometimes definitely. we cannot explain, right? Which is also why growing up I didn't tell any of my friends at all because, I mean, at age 13, 14, who can you tell? Who would understand? Right. In fact, if people knew, which my friends kind of did because my friends know him, um, a few only my closest friends, mm. um, as much as I needed encouragement and support and really any kind of help, right? All I get was um, you know, my friends laughing at me. You know, telling me to, hey, go go, go back to your China dog, la, you know, stuff like that. Wow. Oh, he's from China. Yeah. yeah. So that's, yeah. So that's basically it. Mom, I'm so Actually, sorry to hear that. Yeah. It's okay. Mm. So how long did this go on for? Because you said you started, started, this lifestyle started around 13, 14. Mm, no, 11, 12, around there. Wow. Mm. So um, I was only primary school, right? Then it went on all the way up to um, nine years. So I only got out of it when I was serving my national service. Right, and that was also when I, you know, right before I, like a month or two before I met you. Really? Right, it was back in um ETI. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, correct. So that was like, you know, during our trainee days. Yeah, that was when I finally broke free. Can you and talk when, about that a bit? How did you manage to break free? Free. That must have been mentally tough. Definitely. So, so, I mean, so definitely one thing for sure is that I could never see this day coming. Right, I could never see this come. In fact, the fact that I'm here today, I think it's a blessing. I think it's a miracle. Right, and that's why I feel, you know, I feel privileged to have this, you know, opportunity to even have this podcast right. done up. Right. Um, but how did it all happen? I think it was a chain of event. Mm. Right. So um it all started when I was really desperate. Right. Um, and I started really praying, praying and praying. So I'm a Christian myself. Right. Although I'm not really like um I've not really been a like a, a devoted Christian. I've not been the most faithful Christian as well. I felt very desperate. Right, and that was where that was when I said, okay, fine, I'm just gonna pray. Because that was my only hope. There was no one else I could go for help. Mm. Go sick for help. Right. So I prayed every single night, right, for a solution. Right. I prayed that, you know, um, like, you know, in this life, if it's not me, it's him. Someone has to go. Right. One way or the other. Right. So I was already thinking of, you know, doing silly things myself and I was, you know, I felt like it was just like a you know, like a like a bomb. Like a right. it's just it's just a matter of time. Yeah. Yeah, before I get there. Very so dark was, thoughts. Correct. I was very desperate already. Right. And that was when like suddenly one day um my family member it, I mean it's very complicated. I'm not gonna explain the whole process, but it just so happened that my family member started like one led to another. Mm. And my family member started to, you know, contact my mom and then my mom started to, you know, contact her brother and then basically my family stood in. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, so that was when this whole thing was being, you know, cut off. Yeah. But even so, you know, after breaking through like breaking out of that, um, you could say that that so-called prison. Mm. Right? I felt like you know, I I was I felt like my whole life was a delusion. Like the fact that I'm you know, free, mm. it's fake. I felt like it wasn't meant for me. I felt like I wasn't deserving of it. I felt like it was only made of time before I get back to that original state, which is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. So it took me pretty long to actually accept the fact that okay, it's over, right? Because I could I, honestly, I I'm not surprised if it comes back, right? But now it's been about two years already, mm. two plus years already. So I think I'm I'm pretty blessed. Right, and now that I, I, I'm starting to be able to, you know, see things more clearly as well, right? So I will never allow myself to be back in that situation as well. Right. And if anything, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll make sure that no one else around me go through the same situation. I must say that your attitude is very inspiring. Um, I think most, it sounds like for anyone being in the situation that you were in, um, it could have ended up uh, in a very bad way. 
but um, would you say that your attitude for survival, your attitude that you felt like there was maybe a meaning to stay, kept you going? Definitely, definitely. I'll say that most of everything that I am today is basically um is is a process, right? Everything was developed when I was going through those tough times. I would mm. say, right? So like you know how you know as kids we often try to look out for fun. Right, we just try to look out for the little things like, oh, I just want to play with my friends. I want to do same right. with my friends. So all these are, you know, fun experiences. But for myself, I didn't have that. In fact, I was going through a kind of suffering that forced me to, you know, you know, es- essentially I was on survival mode. And I was just trying to fight for ways to survive, right? And definitely I couldn't help myself physically. But what I could do was I could change my mental, my right. thought process, my mentality, basically. So a lot of my perspective changed as I was growing up precisely because of the experience I've been through. So I think it was then that really developed my character and my mindset as well. Right, so, yeah, so I think that explains the attitude that I have currently. Right. A lot of it, I owe it all to my experience. So do you, would you say that um, however tough your situation was when you were growing up, especially these, this period of your life when you were growing up as a teenager, it's, it's an important part for anyone's life because it develops your character that you will have for the rest of your life yep that and mentality of attitude that you want to work hard and stuff like that did it come from all these bad moments of your life most of it i would say right so in fact um i always use it as a reminder because what i always believe is that i don't want to ever tell myself that my bad experience those okay i wouldn't like to call it bad experience as well right because if i keep thinking it's bad it's just gonna be bad Mm. right but Honestly, personally, for me, I feel that it's through these experiences that make us grow. Yes. These uncomfortable situations, right? No way would I be where I am today. I'm not saying I'm anywhere. I'm not even established or so yet, but I'll say that maybe in terms of mentality, in terms of attitude, I wouldn't be where I am today if not for these experiences, right? And I would never allow myself, I will never, you know, allow myself to convince myself that, you know, this whole thing is a bad experience. It's a wasted experience. Yeah, because personally, I feel that none of it is a wasted experience. You know, I heard mm. from uh, f- before that if you're a person that is a high achiever, uh, maybe money is one of the ways for you to track that, you know, the progress that you're having in life or the impact you have done in the world. People from different backgrounds, however beneficial they have it or however uh, of a struggle past they have, is more so about the attitude and the person that you are right now that leads to the person that you will become in the future in terms of how much you can earn and stuff. It's like to say that um, a person that is a millionaire, they don't become a millionaire because they're chasing the money. It's because they are taught, they have self-grown so much in a way where they know how to network, they know how to reach out to people, they know how to have a good attitude when it's tough times. Because life's not easy, right? Life's not fair. And I definitely think that the attitude that you have, right, you know, from the first times that I met you, um, not even knowing you that well, I could definitely tell that you had a good attitude with people around you and how you build relationships. Even when I was observing you in our company, the way you connected with our soldiers, talked to them, cared about them in a different way, saw the details. People don't get that by learning from a classroom. These are soft skills and experiences that people have. Yep. So how do you feel that your leadership style in the future will adapt okay, to this? For myself, 
I think because of the experiences that we have all been through, I feel that one thing that I redeveloped out of it was empathy. Mm. And I've always been, you know, I've always been, um, I love to listen. I love to help. Right. So that's how I've always been as a person. Right. So I always believe that one thing for sure as a leader, run, like definitely we have to lead by example. Right. Right. So that's no exception. Right. So in any case, as long as I have people under my charge, mm. if they are doing of a certain amount, certain standard, I'll make sure to do more in them. Of course, I can't say that I can do that consistently, you know, because definitely I'll, I'll, I'll have my burnout sessions and yes. all, right? But more than just that, I want, it's more about the attitude. I'll say it's not really about the results. It's not really about the accolades, but it's more about the little details, the behind the scenes, the attitude, right? right? How you want to get there is really dependent on the little things you do every single day, right? The little habits that you force yourself to, that you put yourself through, mm. right? And all this comes with discipline as well. So one thing for sure is I want to lead by example. And secondly as well, I don't just want to be a leader that's, um, you know, too overpowering. Right? I want to be a leader that people can, you know, can rely on, people can speak to. Right? If they're having a tough time, just talk to me. Right. right? If there's any way I can help, I will help. Yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of leader I want to be. Uh, you know, lead with empathy as well. So that's basically what I believe in. I think it's very important skills that we need to have. Did you have any um, idols or someone that you looked up to when you were growing up? Mm, definitely, I have a few. Right, I'll say one. Um, actually, my uncle, my uncle being one of them. Right. Definitely. So my uncle, he's a. Yeah. So my uncle, he is someone who has always been very independent, right? And definitely, he goes through the most un- like he's he's not like the convention like he doesn't go through the very um conventional route where you get a degree, become a get a good job, and then get a good earning income. Right. Right. But he has always you know he has always let that side of him. Although you know in Asian context we are actually very conservative. Mm. Are very traditional, but he stepped out of it, right? He's actually a singer in Taiwan, right? Okay, that's cool. Yeah, so it's <laughs> something you didn't know, right? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, but he basically he took everything he did was all you know a leap of faith, right? Was something that people you know wouldn't ever advise him. In fact, not only his friends, even his family members, you know, are kind of against the idea, but he did it anyway, right? Right, and I think that's courage. Yes. How often can we tell ourselves that okay, fine, I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna do what the the unpopular. I'm not, I'm gonna follow the unpopular path. It's right. very hard, right? And I think that takes a lot of courage. And for that, I really respect him, right? So he's always been a role model, someone that I look up to, right? I think most importantly is the attitude that I learned from him. Yeah. The attitude you say like you know I already got I only got this one life, right? I'm not here to live by anyone's anyone's opinion, mm. right? If there's anything, it's my say. Yeah. Right. So he saw that and he did it. Right, so I think for that it's something that I really admire him for. Uh, in terms of fear, I think a lot of people limit themselves in ter- in terms of potential that they can achieve in their life is because of fear. The fear of people judging them, Definitely. the fear of failure, mm. the fear of you know having opinions that they care about telling them that they shouldn't do it. Correct. Do you feel that because of the past that you have and the uh, inspiration from your uncle or maybe someone else that you are more resilient to this? Um, okay, the truth is, honestly, I'm also pretty, you know, I would say I'm, I'm a pretty sentimental, emotional guy. I'm quite okay. sensitive myself as well. Right, so I often get affected as well being this line. Right, Sometimes I receive rejection. I mm. have, you know, my friends and even family members, my close friends ignore me. Mm. Right, And I mean, I think this is just part and parcel of my job. Right, so these are things that I have to go through. And definitely as humans, we all have emotions. No matter how tough you are, you would you would feel it. You would feel hurt and you know upset by it. Right. So for myself, I definitely go through all these experiences. It's just um it's just that I choose to believe. I choose to keep convincing myself every single day. So you know what I do is that I talk to myself every single day. 
or at least every single week, right? Right. I'll spend a day just to reflect on my week itself, on my experiences, and how I can use my experiences to not only relate back to my business or people that I meet, mm. but how can I utilize these experiences, right? So sometimes I'll think to myself, actually, if I've been through all these experiences, if I've been through, you know, the toughest of my life already, right? What else am I? Like, I honestly have no other complaints. Anything has to come afterwards. There's nothing but thoughts, right? Essentially, our life is like a book of, you know, it's like a book of life, a book of adventure. Yep. Right? There's many different pages. There's so many pages. Right now, I'm at this phase of life where I'll be receiving a lot of rejections, right? And it's not a, it's not a very, um, I'll say there's a stigma towards the industry for sure. Yeah. Right? But whatever happens, be it rejections or tough times, always are just little thoughts in this book of mm. life. So I would say, I don't want to look too deeply into it, but rather, I'm, I think it's okay to be affected. But I think most importantly, you've got to find ways to step out of it. Right, it's okay to be down. It's just how you get yourself back up. Yeah. So when you were younger, you had friends, you even your close friends, when you were in the situation of having this um, foreigner controlling your life, mm-hmm. and they laughed it out, laughed about it, or maybe like ignored the situation that you were in. Because I I feel that the environment you put yourself in, the people you surround yourself in, will determine how your life will become. Have you seen a shift in your lifestyle when you surround yourself with people that are like-minded and like-driven? Definitely, definitely. I think environment and the people you hang out with is really a huge factor as to what kind of person you'll be. So it's important for you? Yeah, they always say the average of the 5% you hang around with. Right. I think, it's, I think that's very important. And in my agency here, we have a lot of you know, like-minded people, a mm. lot of young, driven, motivation, uh, motivated individuals who want, to, who want to aspire to achieve something more than, you know, what the usual, the ordinary people would, you know, believe that right. they could, right? So in this case, this is something that I always, you know, which also why, actually, honestly, like like I said, being a self-employed individual, I can choose not to come to office, right? But the reason why I come office early and leave late is because I want to put myself in the env- environment, right? I don't want to set myself up for failure, right? Right. Me being at home, doing work from home, actually, I'm already failing half the battle, right? Because there's a bit right behind me, right? And I don't have people that I can rely on. Yep. Whereas in this case, whoever I see in the office, seniors or even new people, I'll ask them, I'll talk to them, I'll seek help. I'll not be afraid to do that because I understand the bigger picture in mind. Yes. I understand what kind of influence they can have on me. How can I impact them? How can they impact me? Right. I think that's very important as well. So I completely agree. People. Yeah. yeah, I completely agree. I, I remember when I was growing up in Sweden, I was surrounded by people that didn't have a vision for their future. At most, they looked forward to the weekend in terms of partying, in terms of drinking. And then by Sunday night, they will talk about what happened during the weekend. And then they will look forward to the next weekend. And it was so detrimental because I felt like it's just, it was for me, it was the wrong way of living life. And when I started to ask for help from people that I saw was inspiring to me, that's really when my life started to change. Because then I started to hang out with what I feel like was the right people for me. So definitely, I think that surrounding yourself with people that can make you grow as a person is super important. Like you said, the analogy that if you work from home, your bed is right next to you. So it's easier for you to find an outlet where you're in your comfort zone. Yep. So that's very true. Then in terms of um, your work, are you looking to lead your own team in the future? Definitely. So um, so if you ask me, definitely right now, I'm working on not just sales as well. Yep. I'm also trying to bring in friends, like-minded people who want to, you know, you, you know, who want to achieve more than just what, you know, do the unpopular, basically. Right. Right. And these are people that I look for. People, I want to look for people who are motivated, mm. who are willing to, you know, who are very um, hardworking themselves, 
they are people who are coachable. That's what I want to look for as well. So basically, I want to work with a team of friends, right? I don't want to make it look as I I don't want, I don't want just a team of like oh that is you're under me. No, it it doesn't be the way. We are colleagues. We are friends. We are working towards the same cause, right? Right, with the same vision and mission in mind. And I think that's something that I want to achieve as well. What What would be some of the things that you would tell someone that is looking uh, looking to get into this industry? Some of the things that they need to expect or be prepared of that maybe is not really talked about in this industry. Okay, I think that a lot of times we tend to, you know, upsell this industry. You could say, right? Essentially, make it look as though like this industry is all. Um, I think that's. I mean, that's an attractive feature about the industry as well is that you have the potential to achieve. So we often talk a lot about people who achieve, mm. but we also don't address the fact that actually there are a lot of people who don't achieve. Right. Right. So that's really two ends of the spectrum. Right. I think to give people a more realistic point of view, right? You yes, it's it's true that you can achieve, but it's also true that if you do not, you know, if you do not um set yourself up for the challenge, if you do not, you know, you know, temper with your mindset and stuff like that, if you come with a lazy attitude thinking that you'll get it your way, actually the truth is most of the times you wouldn't. Mm. Right? Yeah, so I think that's something that I wanna get across as well. I want people to understand that this is definitely I mean, it's a simple job in a sense whereby our job is to meet people. Right. Right. But then it's not an easy one. And that's something we've got to first acknowledge. Right. It's going to be a lonely journey for sure. Right. But like I said, it's really not about how often we get hit or it's not about being down, but it's about how we pick ourselves back up. Right. Yeah. So I think that's the reality of things. So with the right attitude, with the right work ethic, your income ceiling can be, there's no limitations. Right. And also you got to believe, I mean, you got you got to first accept the fact that definitely it's not going to be an easy journey. Yes. Right? But of, of course, you cannot give that, you cannot use that as an excuse or a reason to tell yourself not to, oh, I can't do this anymore. Right. Because, but then, mm, yeah. you said that you and your team, the people you work with, are all people that you can take help from, that you get inspired from. Would you say that if you're looking to get into this industry, it is important to find the right people to work with as well? Yeah, definitely. Right. So I would say that, um, like I said, it's always a, like we're the average of five people hang around with. Right. So I think um, basically if, I think, yeah, so more than just looking for, I mean, it's true that this industry, we can achieve a lot, mm. right? Our, the potential is limitless. Mm. But also at the same time, it's very important to, you know, have a good workplace culture, right? So there's something that I'm looking for as well, right? Maybe uh, like some people that I can relate to, like maybe people of my age. Right. Who can, you know, spur me on, who can push each other. Right, so even as we are, you know, when we are on the verge of giving up, we at least know that actually we're not alone. Actually, there's, you know, we are all going through that same experience. And I think that's what makes it fun. That's what makes this whole experience fun. Mm. Right, so why I look forward to coming to office because I see like-minded individuals who are, you know, working towards the same goal, like I said. And most of the time, actually, they are not, you know, they are not, it's a mental struggle. Most of the time right. It is. Right, but you know, me being as a colleague, like I see that I'm able to help them. Mm. I think that's value adding. Right, it doesn't just have to be to my clients or the people I meet, but even to my colleagues. Yeah, agreed. So I want to be influential in all aspects in this case. Mm. Right, if there's any way I can help, like I said, it don't matter in the aspect. Of, like it doesn't have to be in the aspect of financial, like finance or so. Right. Right, even emotional concerns and stuff. If I can address that, if I can help them, if I can advise them, I would love to. Uh, in order to get into this industry, the you need to pass a few papers, well, right? Yep. Would you say that these papers are easy? Because even for myself, I failed one of the papers once. I think that, how, how, how would you go about this if you wanted to study for these papers? 
I'll say the four papers itself is so there's four papers in nuclear, yeah. right? And each paper itself, um, it can be very dry the content wise, <laughs> right? Agreed. And the passing mark is honestly pretty high. Yep. Right, seventy five percent to pass, right? Um, although they are all MCQs, right? They are all MCQ questions, but it's not the easiest. Right. Right. So we have a lot of like even from students from like um huge university or like top schools failing the papers right more than once. I think that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Right. So I think failure is part of the process, uh, right? Even when clearing these papers. I think uh easy benchmark for you to see if you're right for this industry, because it's quite easy. If you if you get discouraged by failing the papers, maybe you shouldn't get into this industry because you will have so many more challenges to come, even after you pass the papers and get your license, that maybe what you said people don't prepare for. Yep. Right? So if you're a person that is not afraid of failing a person that is okay with taking on challenges then there that's a good attitude for you to have to complement the rest of the skills that you need in order to achieve in this industry correct right uh do you like being self-employed or would you rather have this ability of a nine-to-five job i mean okay so before i actually joined this you know this industry i was actually working a contract job where i'm working like 12 hours per shift Wow. Yeah, it's quite a lot, yeah. Yes, but, that is a lot. <laughs> but okay, but it's not too bad as well because I'm working alternate days. Okay. Yeah, so essentially if I'm working today, tomorrow I'll be resting. Okay. Yeah, so it wasn't, the, it wasn't the worst. But one thing I realized was that the reason why I ultimately chose to leave and not to carry on further is that I realized I was working without a purpose. Mm. Everything I do was just very routine, right? There was literally no drive. There was nothing that I could learn from it. There was no personal growth and personal growth is something that I really look for. Right. Right, so I think being a self-employed individual, I think that's the okay. My biggest takeaway is the fact that I'm constantly growing, right? In fact, like um, so I'm growing in all different aspects, right? In terms of like you know mentality, in terms of mentality, in terms of like knowledge-wise, general knowledge-wise, finance knowledge-wise. Mm. Yeah, so there's a lot of things that I'm picking up from his career, and that's what I love about it. It's it's always like a new adventure, right? And there's never there's never an end to how much you can grow, and how much you will learn. And I think that's something we can look forward to. It makes it an exciting journey. Mm. Right? So now you are basically the boss of your own, you know, of your own life. Right? What are some of the career uh, challenges that you have in uh, in your current day-to-day life right now? I would say, um, just like everyone else, I think we all have self-limiting beliefs. Even for myself, I struggle with that. Okay. Right? So that's why I think it's very important that even as we are, no. No, I think sometimes, a lot of times, um, not just in self-employed, mm. like not, not just being a self-employed individual, Right, just working in corporate as well. Right, a lot of times we tend to get too caught up with our work, with our daily life, that we fail to address the little things. Yeah. Like our you know, our mental health, our emotional well being. Right. In fact we neglect maybe our family as well. Yeah. Right? Sometimes things like that happen. Right. So we stop growing in that case. Right. So I think it's very important that, you know, we reassess ourselves all the time. Right. Like as much as we are busy, always take a time like take time off. Yeah, for myself, I'm a very um traditional guy. I like to um I'm not sure if you know or not, but basically I like to sit by the coffee shop with a cup of coffee and in you know, you know, in singlet and a pair of slippers, just right. chilling right there for the next one and a half hour, looking, you know, at the view. I mean just looking I'm look okay, actually I'm looking at nothing. <laughs> right, but I'm just really like nothing's I'm looking at nothing, but I put all distraction aside. I give myself time to just really dream, think, picture how I want my life to be like. Right. Go through my past experiences again, then reassess myself. How how much have I grown from these experiences? How can I apply these experiences to my not just the people around me, but in my life, to my job? Right. So when you are able to just take some time off to do that, right, you feel very enlightened. 
mm. you feel very empowered. You realize actually, wow, there's a lot of things that I wanna, you know, like I'm still young. I just got I just got myself started, and there's a lot of things I actually I wanna see. The world is huge, right? And that's what I wanna. That's what I'm looking forward to. Right. Right. Whereas when we keep doing the same thing over and over again, we don't reassess ourselves, right? We just get trapped mentally. That's where we develop self-limiting beliefs, and when we don't address that, right, most of the time, it's like a tumor that keeps growing, essentially. Like when you have a tumor, what you want to do, you want to first address it. If you don't, you just keep going. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. Completely agree. Uh, when I was younger, I used to have this spot on a mountain in, in my hometown. I would always daydream about um, the type of life that I wanted to have. To the details, you know, it was quite crazy. And then I would have a few songs that I would play to the point where I listened and daydreamed about the same situation where the details within that daydream was so clear I, I, I could make up faces of the person right next to me the type of car that I was going uh, riding in everything and if I play the song today it, it, it's almost like a short movie it'll bring you back to the day when you actually thought of, like those times where you were right. thinking of all this stuff and I, I remember that um, I talked to someone who was very successful today and he said that the reason for his success was that he never let go of his imagination Mm. That he could always envision himself in a better situation and he could always envision in a very morally good way how he can achieve that by helping others as well. So the power of, you know, taking some time to yourself, really thinking about what kind of life you want, what kind of people you want to be surrounded by, what kind of impact you want in other people's life is important. And I feel like people, like you said, especially in the corporate world, they're so busy then they might not take that time for themselves to think about it. Yeah, It's like when you're in a tunnel uh, riding the train, you might not see the end of it because all you're seeing are the walls next to you, yep. the dark space, and you're feeling like you're going forward, but you have no idea where you're going. And by the time you already reached the destination, it might not be the destination that you were looking for. And that's where I think that a lot of people get lost. That's one of the reasons as well that I always promise myself to keep the kid in me, to be the weird person when I, you know, have people that I can trust, they will see that side. Because it's important for me to always remember the kid that I want, uh, had, the dreams that I had, and especially that I wasn't afraid to dream because right. there was no one to tell you that, that you can't wrong. do it. Yes. I mean, do you remember if when you were a kid, maybe you thought about being a superhero or something? Yeah, actually, that's exactly what I... Sh- I did share that aspect of it in my, you know, my sharing just right. this week. Yeah, it, that was what I said. So that was what I felt like. I recall how actually as a kid, I was so much more e- imaginative. Yeah. I was so creative with what... I could dream of anything and everything, yeah. right? But somehow when I grew older, I became more boring. Right. So I wanted to bring that side of me back again. And I think it's good that you mentioned that as well. Yeah, because you would meet so many people that say you can't do this. It's not possible to do this yes. or whatsoever. But if you think about it, Someone has probably done it from the same situation that you came from. Yep. So why not you? Because you lost that imagination, you were too afraid, and you started listening to other people's opinion. Yeah, which is dangerous. Mm, which is dangerous. Um, you told me that you had this lifestyle that you were thinking about for your future when you're sitting in the coffee shop. My, you, do you mind sharing like what are some of the bigger goals that you want? In Singapore, it's quite expensive to buy a house and stuff like that. Is that something that you want to provide for your family, being able to buy a house in Singapore? Truthfully, I do not have much, you know, I don't have really, really huge goals in mind. Right. I do not have goals whereby, you know, I, I'm not a very materialistic person. Yep. 
right? So I'm the kind of person who really enjoys the little things in life. Mm. And I think it's mainly through my experiences as well that I realized that actually it's the little things that count, mm. right? Even just sometimes um, having to have a meal at this particular place, at this particular time with this particular person, I think that's a blessing already, right? Mm. It's actually, life is just that simple, right? So for myself, um, like I said, I live, I grew up with a lot of regrets. So one thing, okay, so maybe I just sidetrack a little bit as well. So one of the reason why I, you know, ultimately joined his industry as well is because I believe what financial planning can do for you, mm. right? And financial planning has been a huge aspect of my life as well. Considering the fact that my dad, who passed on from cancer, he was a beneficiary of insurance, right? So I believe in the impact it has. I see the value in it. I know the importance of it. So now it's my job to deliver that point across, to bring that awareness to everyone else around me. Mm. Yeah, so similarly, because of that experience, because of my dad, you know, passing on and, you know, the life that I led, I actually, you know, I, I grew up with a lot of regrets. Like, okay, one of them being not being able to, you know, leave my teenagehood, for sure. Right, and also not being able to provide for my family. Right, and also I think one of the biggest regrets I have was my dad. Right, the fact that even to today, he doesn't know the struggles that I've been through. He never knew that everything I did was not because of myself. Mm. Like, I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to spend time with my family. I wanted to be there for him when he was ill. Right, but I didn't. I think one of the things that he really said that honestly impacted me a lot or troubled me a lot, I would say, was when I was leaving home towards the end of his life already, he mentioned, he said, um, he spoke in Chinese, he said, like, Jinjie, ni kai pay papa toy de ma. Means, could you spend more time with me? Yeah. And him being a very traditional and very egoistic man himself, right? For him to say that it's actually, it's like an impossible kind of scenario. Right. Right, so I kind of, yeah, of course I would, I would, I said that. Right, and then after that, I just left, and I knew that I was lying because I knew that I couldn't bring myself to do that. I knew my life was, you know, with that friend of mine. Right. So it was a lie, basically. I I I agreed, but I didn't do what I should as a son. I didn't take good care of him. Right. So ultimately, he left, and he left without knowing, and he left all of a sudden. That's the worst part. Well, I'm so sorry to right. hear no, that. No, no, it's okay. Yeah, but basically, he didn't know, and even to today, he didn't understand. I didn't know what I that that actually now it was my intention, mm. right? Because my family always viewed me as someone who is, um, okay, I don't blame my family for that. And sometimes they tell me they're joking. But you kind of know it's the truth as well because you agree as well, right? They'll tell me that, um, I'm very useless and all. Like, you know, they always say in Chinese, mm. basically it means um, like you're the most useless in the family. I, I, I mean, I'm okay with that because I agree, right? So that's a self-meeting belief I already had, right? And it's precisely because I'm never there for my family. Just having a meal, a family meal with me, they need, you know, to arrange it in like, in a matter of weeks, right? Uh, in advance. Yeah, and most often I'll, I'll bail out anyway <laughs> on the day itself because, um oh, I had um I have this school project, but actually, no, I'm just with this friend of mine. Right. Yeah. So that's why I think it's always experiences that make me want to, you know, push myself forward, right? So my goal is pretty simple. I just want to bring my family out of, you know, I want to be the guy in this generation because my family has always you know has always been you know poor 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 and poor mm. right and I think we have already believed that we can't achieve anything more than you know our you know that what we are right now right and I feel that now being the only man of family being the guy that can choose whether I want to be educated or further educated right mm. and the fact that I'm already educated I think that's already a privilege yep so now I have the choice you know to bring my family out of poverty and I think I think it's always a matter of choice like in this case that's what I want to do as well I want to be able to provide for my family, for my mom to come, uh, to, to rest easy, to retire comfortably mm. because she's been working so hard for the family. She's been right. through a lot. She's been through a lot. 
And also one thing for sure is that we don't have time, I feel. Right. And the reason why, you know, I want to emphasize on the fact that we don't have time is because, you know, I experienced how it's like for my dad, you know, for like to lose a loved one just like that. Right. When you least expect it. And then talk about regrets. You can't change the past. Right. And you just got to live with it. Right. And having to live with it for, you know, many years from now already, I figured that, you know, the truth is we cannot change our past. But what I can do today is to work on my present and change my future. Right. And not change our future. So in this case, I have a mom right now. I'm the man of family. It's that simple. I've just got to work hard right now because I don't have time. Right. right. I never know what might happen tomorrow. Right. Today is a blessing. Yesterday was a blessing too. Right. But what's the what's going to come tomorrow, we don't know. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So that's my goal. It's just basically my family, yeah, mainly. So security. Yeah. I'm not I'm not even like looking for, oh, I want a car. I want a oh, condo. It's none of that actually. It's just that simple. I want to be... You know, I want to achieve my uh, my goal for this year, MDRT. Mm. Right? And even if I don't get it, I think that's okay. Mm. Right? To me, this is a career. This is a, it's not like a, you know, it's a career. It's long-term. It's long-term, yeah. Right. I'm, I'm looking for sustainability and scalability. Right. So if I don't get it this year, I, I still got next year. It's okay. But I want to work to my best at the very least. Right. So with this MDRT, what I can do is I can assure my family, my you know, my family that it's okay. Right. Like, you know, if it's maybe on family trips, I can be the one sponsoring them for it right I didn't know that it's okay I got this right you don't have to worry about the finance I got this right I think what my, my mentor actually once told me before like you know often people tend to you know like for example if I as a child tell my mom that I'm going to get a car mm. she'll probably think like yeah don't, uh, don't don't get that uh, don't get too expensive already I understand yep right but if I told you okay I got you you got us you, you earn a car to lucky draw how will your mom respond like what really uh, hey I want, I want, I want, you know? Yes, yes. So I think a lot of times the reason why we have this mindset is because we have already we have already been, you know, accustomed to thinking that we cannot ever get a car. Oh, it's too much for me, right? And what I want to do is I want to break that. I want to get that away, right? And also one thing my mentor always told me is that he always tell me this, right? Success happens twice. He said once in reality and once in, eh? <laughs> once in the head and once in reality. Right. Yeah, so that's basically what he always said. I think, so that's, that's, that's what he said and that's something that I really live, I really stand by uh, and I think it really pushed me even through all the, you know, tough times. You need to, to believe in yourself. Correct, keep believing. Yeah, you need to believe in yourself before it can happen in reality because if you don't believe in yourself, then it's never going to happen. Yes. Wow. Um, it sounds really like you are on the path of doing all these things. I think that you're such an inspiring person, really. Thank and whoever is going to work with you in the future, whoever you're going to be the director of, is going to be very lucky. And if they don't, they come to me and I'll make sure that they know. <laughs> really. It's really, it's really good. And um, you. if you could give yourself a tip yep. or maybe guidance to your younger self, if you were being uh, able to talk to them in some one way, let's say you could time travel back or leave a message or something like that, that you yourself would come across when you were younger, what would that be? Mm, I think I would just tell myself that I'm not alone. Right? A lot of times, I think most of the struggles I faced, I did it alone. Mm. Right? And I survived it through, I survived through it all alone, but I figured that it could have been better if I did it not alone right. with people. Right? In this case, I actually do have my family. I was just too fearful to approach them. Although I do not blame my younger self for that, but I also want myself to realize that I cannot, you know, because I've always been so stuck to the belief already. Mm. I, I, I know I choose to no longer rely on anyone else but myself. 
That's why I don't share with anybody about it as well. Because I feel like no one else can help me but myself. Right. In fact, three door, no one was there for me, only myself. So I felt like I don't need anyone because I did all myself. You know, it's a kind of mindset. It's a very, very negative mindset. Yep. But the truth is everyone needs someone. Right. If you think you don't, you're just in denial. I mean, you just told me just now that, you know, you are not afraid of asking people for expertise and it's exactly the reason because you cannot do everything by yourself. Right. Someone will always have something that they can value add to yes. your life. Some yes. knowledge that they have, some experience that they have that you can gain from. And all you got to do is just put yourself out there. Right. Right, because when you don't, you've just limited your growth. So congratulations, you're not growing anymore. Right. And I, I totally agree with you when you said that... Um, if you're in a situation where you only see like there's no hope, it might be hard, but the easiest way for you to get out of a situation mentally that is tough for you is to seek different experiences. Seek people that you can gain different experiences and knowledge from. If not that, I mean, we have technology where we can access so much content out there from people with experiences, past experiences, life lessons that you can learn from. And then start reaching out, trying to get more experience, get yourself into a situation, an environment where you are actually growing to become a better person. It might be super hard in the beginning. It might seem impossible. But like you said, you're not alone, right? Yep. yep. Thank you, Junkyad, for coming to this podcast. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for your time. If there's anyone that wants to reach out to you, where can they do that? Um... I mean, they can look at me. Okay, honestly, my I don't have a strong social media presence right. as well. Right, I didn't do much branding in the kit in the aspect of um, my 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 line, my job, financial mm. advisory, right? Um, but um, you guys can look at me at my Instagram. Mm. Um, do I write? Do I <laughs> mention it out? Yeah, or? just mention it out. Okay, so it's just J U N K I A T dot Z J J Junkiet dot Z J J. Then your email. Email um Chan Junkiet at E I A F A dot com dot S G. Okay, thank you so much, Junkiet. Thank you. Time this room is on fire